I want to break free. Ah, ah, oh, I want to break free. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, hi. Welcome to the Portuguese podcast with uh, Tola Makonjola. How are y'all doing? It's mid-January. Are you tired yet? Are you exhausted from the realities of life? Do you feel like you didn't have a holiday at all? Or do you feel like you're still in the New Year's resolution mode? Are you still saying Happy New Year? I'm curious. Are other people still saying Happy New Year? I think you always say Happy New Year at this point if you have nothing else to say. You're like, oh, right, yeah, yeah, it is the New Year, isn't it? Yeah, oh. What is it with... <laughs> it's just... What is it with delivery guys? Um, Amazon guys in particular. They kind of leave your package at the door and hope for the best. You know, you... They, sometimes, sometimes they ring the doorbell. And by the time you get to the door, they're halfway down the, the driveway. What's that about? I feel like they ought to have the sort of rating system they have for Uber. You know, the tips and the five-star ratings, you know. I mean, because Uber guys, they, they want you to like them. They, they're all sincere. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. Have a good day, brother. Uh, you know. Incentive. We're driven by incentive. Human beings, we're, we're driven by outcomes, right? If there's nothing in it for us, most of the time, we're going to act accordingly, right? So when the Amazon guy leaves your package, you know, upside down, <laughs> typically, at a weird angle, lodged behind the bed, you know, doesn't say hi, you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't give you a hug. It's problematic because, you know, well, it's not problematic, it's not for him anyway. It just means that it's clear where the human psyche lies in regards to sincere, sincere, a sincere desire to do the right thing. It's none and void. <laughs> um, I was watching the news the other day and well, probably yesterday. Israel, Gaza. Oh no, not them again. And there's this ongoing debate about whether what Israel has done constitutes as genocide. Um, semantics, right? So, which is a little problematic, and is also obviously a deflection tactic, because the way I see it, let's say there's a number. <laughs> let's say there's a number. It's like, right? If you kill a hundred thousand people, then that constitutes as genocide. So the Israelis could easily go, well, we're going to hit 99,999. Technically, technically, we didn't uh, commit genocide. So we, uh, 
we're free to go. It's a bit weird, if you ask me. Um, one life, 20,000, 100,000. Yeah, it's a life. Lives. Um, it's all it's all very cynical. I know within the two about being cynical. You should check out the description of my podcast. I know within the two about being cynical. Um, this is highly cynical. It's like, well, they killed 22,000 people, but does it really constitute as a war crime? Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, they, they didn't quite hit the, the high notes on that. So maybe, maybe it's not a genocide. Maybe they can get away with it. Maybe it's proportional. Uh, it's all bullshit. We're all full of shit. Um... Speaking of shit, um, when 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 you're young and you <laughs> and you break up with a partner or girlfriend, boyfriend, a they, you know, whatever kids do now, um, there's a selective amnesia that we all uh, adopt, where you think back to the person, and especially in the early stages of the of the recovery. So I like to call the a post-relationship state is the recovery stage. You kind of get your life back on track. You're trying to get used to not seeing the person, yada yada. Um, and you go, and you and you adopt the selective amnesia. You, I'm not sure whether it's deliberate or I don't think it's deliberate. I think it's it's a subconscious reaction. You know, I don't know why the mind operates that way, but you go. Oh gosh, that person was great. I remember we used to do this and that. I miss this person. Uh, conveniently ignoring all the horrible shit <laughs> that you had to go through with that person. I like, oh, maybe, maybe I was too hasty. Maybe we should get back together. Um, I learned very early on that that was a thing. And you have to give it time, right? And you also have to, like I said, if you if you keep that at the at the, fo- uh, the, at the center of your mind, you, then you're not going to immediately recall all the horrible stuff, but you're aware that it's there, right? So if the temptation to reunite or reconcile or whatever uh, rears its ugly head, <laughs> <laughs> then um, you, you you know what to do. It's like, nah, man. I remember you used to step on my toes. You used to steal my chips. You know, you used to you know, used to yell at the top of your voice when you heard a song that you liked. You know, so breaking up is always a good thing. I I I personally feel you know because if it was a good relationship, you wouldn't break up. And that's that's been said many times, but I I do believe that it's like as hard as it is to hear for the young ones. Um, keep it moving, keep it moving. So quit the selective amnesia, you know. We do it in life. We do it in life. I believe. You look back at a child and you're like, oh, the good old days. Oh, this, all that. It's like, nah. It was all right at best. But it was still life. So, um... Yeah, I don't know.
speaking of uh, sex with amnesia, I, I like to <laughs> I like to look back on things that can help me. Uh, how can I put this? Okay, I, I get I get why we do what we do, right? Whether it's conscious or subconscious, you you want to look back and highlight the important things that matter, whether they're good or bad. And usually, they're fun memories. But there's also trauma. We also subconsciously recollect a lot of trauma. Yeah, and speaking of trauma, networking is a <laughs> networking is. I enjoy networking, but I also don't. Cause I'm a, I, I like to, I describe myself as a hyper aware individual and that's not really, it's not as cool as it sounds because, um, as a hyper aware individual, you, when I, when I'm, when I'm talking to someone on a one-to-one basis, I'm studying everything and it's not, and it's not a deliberate thing. It's like, that's how my mind works. I kind of size the person up from the. The light that sparkles in their eyes to the insanity that sparkles in their, <laughs> in their eyes. Uh, uh, specks of spit when they talk. Gross. Um, I'm not... I'm very hyper aware in that sense and it, it creeps me out. That's why I find people gross. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Why um, I'm hyper-aware, and I think when you're hyper-aware, that means you're very sensitive, and I think people see something about you that's a bit off. So I'm, I'm putting my head in the news here, because they go, oh, wow, there's this, this something off about this guy. Or something right about this guy. It depends on the person, right? One man's hero is another man's villain, right? So, um, all this is say um, that networking is different for different people. For me, it's interesting. You know, what what are the motivations behind networking? You know, people usually do it to see what they can get out of it, which is, I think, is the wrong approach. Um, some relationships are transactional. It's like, oh, you have a chair, I have a table, let's join forces, and we have a dining set. So like, yeah, that kind of works. Some some networking uh, uh, activities are not, or engagements are not entirely obvious. And not for a while. You kind of get to know the person. And you ask him, why am I trying to get to know this person? And you go, oh, yeah, because I might want something from them eventually. It's, again, we have... <laughs> what am I trying to say? Um, I don't know. But I think the best way to approach networking is to try to build relationships. There's nothing wrong with that. I think if you can build a good relationship with a person, then you're likely to be able to do business together and if you can't do business together at least you have someone who can vouch for your integrity your credibility um who would fight your corner so the different it's still transactional because you 
<laughs> it's still transactional. Because you're like, oh, hope this guy can vouch for me. Hope this lady can stand my corner. No, no, no. Well, that's whatever. It's life. It's life and that's reality. No one does. There's no free lunch. There's no free lunch, motherfuckers. Um, no. Um, networking, I think, should be fundamentally about building good relationships. Because you never know where those relationships, relationships can, can lead to. Right, I went to a networking event on last week, sometime last week, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, can't remember, and there was no food, which, which bothered me, <laughs> or cheers, so you were forced to kind of stand there, and oh god, but it was good, because I met a bunch of really cool people, um, learned some new things, like for instance, I met this lady, a uh, very nice lady, very, very personable, also very intelligent because, and also a great marketer, at least I thought she was incredible at her marketing tactic, right, so here's what she did, here's, here's how, here's how it, it went down, right, so, um, I was like, oh, how are you doing, blah, blah, nice to meet you, that's all then, what do you do, oh, she said, I do brain training. I help people train their brains. And of course, immediately I go to those brain apps. My mind goes to those brain apps and, you know, mindful gurus and all those, you know, people that you can't really trust. <laughs> I didn't say any of this, but of course I was like, what do you mean train the brain? That sounds a bit weird. In To give her credit, I, I didn't get weird advice from her, but the title rose a bit of skepticism in my mind, right? Anyway, she said, bring out, pull out your phone, pull out your phone. I'll show you. And she said, and she took my phone from me, and she said, G uh, give me uh, two, uh, two digit numbers. So it was like, I actually got on my phone. I'm going I'm to read it out. It's a very interactive uh, session we're doing here. So give me a sec. I'm going to find it. All right, I've got the figures here. So I said, oh, 24, she wrote 24, uh, 91, 17, 51, 39, 42, 11, 09, 17, So she wrote those figures down on my phone. And she then get the phone back to me and said, all right, how long is it going to take for you? That's me, Tola, your host. Hey. Um, how long is it going to take for you to remember these figures? And I optimistically kind of looked around. I said, well, there's a lot of noise. It might take me maybe two minutes. Maybe. It's a bit optimistic, but if I really focus, I think I could do it in two minutes. Maybe. So, yeah, it's be proven. And she said, how long do you think it's going to take me to do it? And uh, I said, one minute, because you're the expert, apparently. And she laughed and said, all right. Let me have a look. So, so I, so I give her back the phone. I said, all right, time me. And it was like, all right, start. One, two, three, four, five. Stop. She gave the phone back to me. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm done. I was like, that, the last five seconds. She's like, yeah, all right, um, that's... That's all I need. And I was like, all right, get going. And she went, 
That blew my mind. I was like, how the hell? <laughs> how the hell did you remember that? That's what I mean, right? We did was there any sort of uh, transaction going on there? Not really, but it was a cool thing to see, right? It was like, that is brilliant. Because we're all there trying to market our business, you know, tell people what we're up to, what we're doing, what we would like. And, you know, for me, I'm a data analyst, right? So I kind of go, <coughs> data analyst. I'm a poet as well, but... For the sake of business, I'm a data analyst, and I go, yeah, I help people with the figures, and I'm kind of mumbling along, trying to figure out the right way to convey what I do. So they have some sort of illustrative analogy in my mind, in their minds, as to what I do, um, which is which is helpful. So they can go, oh, maybe I can place you with this person that I know. Maybe I can do this. Blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I'm not kidding. Uh, some of it is bullshit. Some of it is, is genuine. Yeah, it's life. You know, it is what it is. But this lady, this lady was able to prove right there in the midst of all that and networking noise and fake champagne, her value proposition, the fact that it worked for her and it's something that's real. It was tangible. It was evidence-based. And it was exciting. And it was impressive. So I give her a 10 out of 10 for her approach. She's also very nice, which is cool. So it's like, oh, you're nice. and you. So in the back of my mind, that's something that I'll always remember. It's a networking activity. But it was like, we, had a, we then had a chat later on in the week. Just about business and what she does and how she got into it. And likewise, I, I told her about what I do as well with a podcast and with Squishy Travel Pillows. Please buy some. Um, I'll put a link to Squishy in the link, by, by the way. Um, but yeah, I got distracted. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was great. That was It was nice to meet someone who just did something really cool, who was able to marketed it effectively well, um, held my attention, told people about it, people were interested, so I'm going to reach out to a few people who were interested and tell them, like, look, here's her, here's her name, here's her email or whatever, um, if you're interested, just have a chat with her, it's very effective, we, we can all stand to learn from that, how do we as value-adding individuals, some of us, um, convey said value effectively, no matter where we are. I used to do something really cool, actually, when I, I did two live performances in 2022. And I used to write poetry on the spot for, like, the, I'll get the audience to count up to a minute. Like, one, two, three, up to 60. And I would write a poem on the spot and read it back to them. Part of that is mastery. Part of that is confidence. Part of that is just saying, hey, I'm good at what I do. <laughs> right, I've been doing this a long time. 
So that was a good way to say, oh, well, yeah, okay, I guess he is a poet. Um, whether the poem is good or not is debatable, you know, it's that subjective, but it is a poem, and I wrote it on the spot. So I guess we do have a lot to learn from each other. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was, that was pretty cool, I have to say. Really, really cool. Um, yeah. I don't know what's gonna arise from this week coming up. It's always, you always have one idea. You start out with a bit of optimism. And then by Tuesday, you're like, when's the weekend coming on? <laughs> I, I'm trying to be less that way, if I'm being honest. Because I think when you're doing something meaningful in your life, you're adding value, doing something worthwhile, then you're not chasing the weekend. You're kind of like, well, when the weekend comes, I'll have a bit of chance, a bit of a chance to have some downtime. But I love what I do, and I want to be able to do it for as long as I possibly can. So I want to have that more of that mindset rather than. But the thing about it is that nothing happens in a vacuum. Um, life happens to all of us, right? You know, you have to deal with people. People are the worst. <laughs> people are the worst. So you can have, like, this sort of game plan where you have to encounter people a lot of the time. And some are great, some are not. Um, and similarly, to an outsider, to an onlooker, you might be one of the bad ones in their lives. It's just what it is. Which is fascinating to me because um, who determines... That's a stupid question. It's a really stupid question, but from my perspective, I might seem like I'm doing the right thing. Or I might have good intentions. Um, but to someone else... I might be the antagonist in their life because I don't align with their morality or their personality. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm overthinking it. <laughs> it's a Sunday after all, right? Sunday fun day. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to go. Um... I want to create something really cool that I'm not going to share yet. Um, but I do want to create something cool for my new book. Um, my new book of jokes. It's called Dad Jokes, Eye Rollers, and Side Splitters. It's a collection of 170 jokes that I wrote between 2022 and 2023, I think. Just some of them. Um, the link's going to be in the bottom bit along with my medium account uh instagram account youtube page email if you want to you know reach out to to, to i if, if you want to reach out to me please 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 do email me i'm trying to i don't know why i was doing that um so yeah I hope you have a relatively decent week. 
don't burn out by Tuesday, you know, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't quite, it's no, it doesn't scream efficiency or productivity, um, it's only January, <laughs> I feel like I can hear, I can hear the, the, the exhaustion in my, in my own voice, and it's only January, which is really weird, uh, but I am no less optimistic or grateful for life, <laughs> for whatever that means, you know, uh, you gotta be grateful, you gotta be grateful, you gotta be, uh, optimistic, fair dose of realism doesn't hurt either, but hope takes us a long way, you know, anyway, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Poetry Balls Podcast. Ciao!